Hello, and thank you for joining us once again for Riding Through the Ages. My name is Eric. And I'm Eugene. And this is a revolving journey through the eras of Kamen Rider. Today we'll be watching the ninth episode of Kamen Rider Kuga, entitled Siblings. They aired on March 26, 2000, written by Naruhise Arakawa and directed by Katsuya Wanatabe. And um, remember what happened in the last episode? Um, the the kid, the seashells, and all that. Yeah, it was the the reveal of uh Pegasus. I think it was Pegasus form mm, or Archer or whatever it is. It, yeah, it's the Archer form, but they're like their name kind of weird. <laughs> um, like the red form is called Mighty, right? And then the blue one is Dragon, and I think the green one's Pegasus. The the name sounds familiar, so I think that's what you said last week. <clears throat> and the white one's growing, growing. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's like he can only do it for like 40 seconds or something like that. Yeah, because it's just too much. Yeah. Um, and then it's like once he, he uses it, he has to recharge. Yeah. It's like he can't, he can't transform. So because it was, it was really overpowerful. Right. Well, I mean, he, he one-shotted the guy from space, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I'm guessing it probably won't happen in this, form, in this episode. No. I mean, eh, I'm trying to think. Like all the other ones, they usually show a bit of it not necessarily okay so it kind of mixes it up from my experience so far well the thing is is also this show is less about selling toys than the other shows are true fair enough okay so when they're more about selling toys they remind you like the the last episode of zero one they showed you like all the forms yeah yeah to remind you oh these toys still exist yeah go ahead keep go ahead and get freezing bear (laughs) yeah freezing i mean it's cool form (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so you're probably right from a dramatic standpoint you definitely don't want to use it back to back especially if it's uh a game ender like that unless you wanted somebody to use it fail and then they're out of their powers for you know x amount of time i think something like two three hours or whatever it was uh the wharf factor do you know about the wharf factor the wharf factor are we talking about star trek yeah uh no so the wharf factor is a thing because they always had the warp factor in star trek oh warp i don't know no you... no no i said warp factor oh warp because the warp okay. factor is a thing in star trek where it's how fast they go right the warp but the warp factor is uh, a storytelling convention. It's like the TV trope. Oh, oh! how strong is Worf in this episode? So that way... Yeah, it's always about <laughs> Worf is being beaten to show that something else is more powerful. Yeah. So when you, you watch the show, Worf never wins. He's always beaten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's what's called the Worf factor. <laughs> yeah, because you know he's the toughest guy on the crew. So if he gets taken out... Yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, they could do the... They could use... Uh, uh, Pegasus as the war factor. Mm. So anytime that Pegasus loses, then you know it's serious business. Right. Like, oh, shit, we do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the title of the episode is a sibling, and the only sibling we've seen so far in the show mm-hmm. is Godai's sister. Right. And, I mean, all the plot lines besides the overarching ones kind of tied up nice and tidy, so I really have nothing to go off of. Mi- Minori. Minori. Is that her name? Minori is her name. <laughs> yeah. Minori is, and she's the... Uh, uh, she's she's Godai's younger sister, but she like has a real job. Yeah, the, she's like <laughs> the elder in some respects. She's like the more mature younger sibling. Yeah, which is like she had to be because Godai was so right. I don't know if they ever talk about Godai's parents. Yeah, I it think seems like it. I wonder if he was a spoiled child, or if they didn't have parents, or if they, really. or, or if like they were just like Godai and she's the weird one. Yeah, <laughs> like they were like world adventurers and like mountaineers, and he's. He's because like remember he got lost when he was like eight years old in the in in the mountains in Nepal. So I'm thinking she's the odd one yeah. that has like a real job and like stays in one place <laughs> and is responsible. Yeah, that's a, you know that's a, there's a good argument there I think to uh, 
Because otherwise, yeah. ha- I forgot all about that, him being lost in the jungle. Yeah, that was his um, first story. I mean, it there's was, also the chance was, that he was just lying to the kid to make a story. But no, Godai doesn't lie. Oh, that's right. That's one of his things. <laughs> he's, he's bad at lying. Yeah. He can't even keep a secret identity. <laughs> I mean, second episode, he's just like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh, that was me. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, now we have, uh, yeah, Godai is with uh, Sakurako and... Uh, Ichijo are both on her on his side, and so it might be something to do with her figuring out that he's Kuga. Mm, you know that makes sense. Yeah. It, I mean, it's gonna have to come out eventually. Or it's either it's either one of those. I have to try desperately to not involve her by not letting her know, or I mean, it, she'll it, have to figure it out. This is actually kind of unique because it's like there isn't too many writers who actually have siblings. Oh, is that true? I mean, it's just easier. Yeah, to not have family have at si- all. <laughs> Uh, in Drive, the secondary writer's sister was like the main character. Uh-huh. It was like not the main character; she was the the main female character. Okay, like uh, obviously not like the character, but the same uh place in the show as Izu. Oh, okay, yeah. So in Drive, she was uh, they're they're cops in Drive. Okay, and so the main character is the writer, and his partner is this uh female cop, and she is the sister of the secondary writer. Okay. Um, and really good actress, really good storyline. But anyways, uh, but most of the time it's like they just do, cause it's like, we haven't seen anything about, uh, we've seen Shotaro as a child, but you don't see anything of his family. Yeah. Nothing of his family. The only family, uh, I think that we've seen besides this sibling on Kuga is, uh, has, uh, Arto's grandpa who then dies. Yeah. So, or Arto doesn't have, be- s- s- Art- Arto's grandfather who died before the show. Right. Maybe. But yeah, um, as maybe. <laughs> Uh, but he doesn't, Arthur doesn't, they haven't shown any siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't think that there's many. But that's the other thing that's interesting about Godai is that Godai like had a life mm. before he became Kamen Rider. It was a weird life, but it was a life. True. Yeah. Um, and the only thing we know about like uh, in Double, the only thing we know about uh, Shitaru before him becoming a writer was that he was a detective. Right. Or a, the apprentice detective. Yeah, whatever. apprentice. He wasn't the detective yet. And Aruto was a, a bad a failed comic. comedian. <laughs> failed comedian. That's a nobody ever is a failed comedian. Yeah, still trying, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's like not a usual. Us, that's usually the backstory of a villain. Right, failed comic. That's like <laughs> Joker's backstory. <laughs> failed comic. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's the only. It's kind of. It feels like. I don't know if this is how early it is, but it kind of feels like the holding pattern of Kuka because they have, because it's a 49 episode show mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, they have a couple of times where there's kind of like just a holding pattern before they move on to the next big thing. Oh, okay. And that happens a lot in like some shows. Yeah. Well, I'm just hoping the pacing kind of picks up a smidgen. It, it is drama pacing. Yeah. It's not tokusatsu pacing. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, well, the thing is that with regular dramas, uh, there's a lot more going on, so the usually like interactions between people are more meaningful. There's usually more characters. Too. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm getting at. Is that here? It's kind of you know, it's just leading up to the action, and so uh, I don't know. It's, it doesn't have the same feeling. Yeah, like I said, uh, like some of the drama's good, but then some of it is kind of like I, I can't really feel for you in your 15 minutes of having existed. So you know what I mean? Well, yeah. So um, a lot of people are always saying when they're listing their like top writer shows they list like kuga and agito the next one 
in the in their like top ones, the the best Heisei shows. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that all those people are basing that off of binge watching it. Yeah, yeah. No, see, that's that's really how I'm starting to feel about it. Is that if I was watching this back to back, it would be like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's still I'd still feel about it the same way I did when we were starting. Yeah. Uh, but having to wait a week, maybe two in between it's like okay i kind of want to see a little bit more of this character and a little bit more of what's going on over there because i don't yeah, want to spend like, five minutes looking at your eyes yeah. beautiful <laughs> <Ichi> Joe. <laughs> uh so yeah so i think as a weekly show right now watching it weekly right now uh i think the other three are stronger in that mm-hmm. aspect because yeah, i feel like if when we're finally done with our first our first phase yeah <laughs> Uh, our first uh, group of, of seasons. seasons. When I go back to rewatch them in a binge, you yeah. know, uh, platform, you know what I'm saying? I'll probably be like, "Yes, okay, I had this all wrong." Well, yeah, because like uh, the original show is like episodic shows all that was done there. In double, it's a bit more drawn out because every other episode is a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. But then they also every other episode is a conclusion, right? With like a little bit of the story along, and then. Zero one is just like running full speed into a wall. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and so, um, and that's because they have a short, they have shorter arcs that they're, they're planning on. Mm-hmm. So this is the one that's, that feels slow. Yeah. <laughs> Which is becoming a detriment to it as we're watching it week to week. Yeah. I mean, cause it, it, it doesn't help that it started off with being my favorite. So now that all these other shows are picking up and doing things, uh, I'm like, okay, come on, Kuga. You gotta, you gotta keep up. <laughs> They're already at the end of arc one over here. We gotta, yeah. we gotta be at least halfway. Yeah, <laughs> but no, we just have our third form done. Right, we just which had... was the third episode of Zero One. <laughs> right, yeah, it was like we had the destruction begins now and seashell girl. Yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Not so. That, I'm not to say there's a good middle ground, of course. I yeah. think obviously, um, I, I probably would like something halfway between Kuga and Zero One. Uh, like double if it was like a single episode format i think would be probably the best dis- way to uh describe what i want well like th- the only reason why double is so harsh is because we're watching these other shows right if all you had was double you'd be like okay well i'm prepared for cliffhanger mm-hmm. like like the next episode we watch of double is going to be cliffhanger yep and so you'd be prepared for that yeah like well, see, the thing is, I don't care what I get. I'm going to be excited because it's not Heaven's Tornado. <laughs> yes, anything's better than Heaven's Tornado. <laughs> Heaven's Tornado 2, Electric Boogaloo. No, but <laughs> I, still, I still do really like Kuga, so I'm still looking forward to, uh, like I said, every episode we watch, the more we see. Well, yeah, it's because it's it like, gets, just, uh, like, when you're finished with Kuga, you're probably going to remember it as the best, one of the best shows. Mm-hmm. But as you're watching it, it's kind of drawn out. Like, that's how I do. Like, I remember Kuga as being one of the best shows, and now we're watching it again. I'm like, really? This is my kind of best, one of my best shows? <laughs> and then I think about it, and it like, well, also, I was binging it, but yeah. uh, it's kind of like when you remember high school, you have, like, yeah. four memories of high school, yeah. and that's all you remember of high school, because everything <laughs> else is, uh, like, whatever. Yeah, you went to math class, <laughs> yeah. you went to physics. <laughs> it was the same thing every day. And so that's how uh, Kuga is. It's, like, the same thing, but there's going to be some good parts in it that'll remind you. Right. So hopefully this episode will be one of them. That would be great. And we are going to go watch it. Okay. And we're back. So it's a building episode. Yeah. I mean, okay. I will say that I did like it a lot better than the last episode. So 
It's yeah. kind of a two-parter. Yeah. But not like a cliffhanger. No, not really. I mean, it wasn't not in the same way that it's been doing it. Yeah, not in like, oh, he's in peril, let's cut it. Right. I mean, we'll get to that part, but it was yeah. it was a much different way to, to cut away than, than usual. So it starts at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, one twenty one a.m. <laughs> at uh, Shinagawa Ward. Yeah. I wrote uh, that down for some reason. Uh, and it's a... Uh, I want to say a truck driver. Like maybe he was carrying goods, like a where. Yeah, it was maybe like he a, delivers to a warehouse. Yeah, it was just perhaps. Because basically, it was it was a covered truck. Um, <gasps> this middle aged man with glasses, and he's driving through at one twenty eight one. It's dark everywhere. Uh, and for some reason, he parks and gets out to investigate a warehouse. So I'm assuming that he was scheduled to deliver something there. This is just me putting he my saw spin a red on it. light underneath that. Door. Okay, yeah, because I was wondering if the, he was supposed to deliver there and they just weren't there, and so it's like a. Uh, storage facility yeah and he's driving then he sees this uh the door was like partially open and there was a red light coming out and then he like that's right went underneath it yeah so he he, he, i mean i don't honestly call the cops (laughs) save yourself the trouble people it's it's Uh, 121 you have no idea what the red light is and these people are just going missing there there is some blood (laughs) on the ground he doesn't see it but it's shown to us yeah as he's walking in with his flashlight uh like near his feet there's a slash on a column or around the corner of a wall, I'm not sure. It's, I think it was a column, right? Yeah. Like, and uh, blood splattered on it, and uh, he walks into basically the <laughs> the grongi just. Well, like, uh, I don't know if it was him or one of the grongi saying it, but they yeah, say, shy. Yeah. It, well, it, they translate it as welcome, but it's it's what um uh, it's what like a shopkeeper would say to somebody who comes into a, a store. Mm. Like, welcome to the store. Yeah. So are you wondering if they were saying it to themselves, like they were talking I, to I each other? I don't know who was saying it. I don't know if the, it was just a weird thing. Yeah, it was but, uh, It was a very weird scene because he, he walks up and it's confirmed now that it's mannequins. I thought it was body parts, but yeah. we, we saw it again later. Yeah, there's, it, a bunch of, there's a bunch of grung, uh, grungy around, the main ones we've been seeing so far. And uh, one of them just stabs a mannequin. Yeah, right through their shoulder. And, and they're just like being weird. Parts of mannequins hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. And so the, obviously the guy freaks out. I'm assuming he thought what I thought, which was it was a body at first. Yeah. And he falls down and then they all look at him and goodbye. Then it cut. <laughs> we know what happened to him. Yeah. Uh, then it goes to the credit. It does. Yeah. It goes to the credit. <laughs> yep. And then uh, after we come back from the credits, we're at Pole Pole. Pore, pore. Uh, and uh, the owner guy, he's cooking up some curry. Yeah, it's uh, looking really good. I yeah. mean, we just got done eating, and I'm still kind of hungry now because <laughs> I was looking at it. I was like, man, I kind of want some soup to put down all this chicken. So uh, Yusuke comes down the stairs, and he's showing off the kuga mark on his shirt. Yeah, it's still early in the morning, too. It's like yeah. Saturday. And he's just and, and the owner's just like, what's that? He's like, kuga. And he's like, it's my mark. It's just like the only thing I can think of is a song. There was something, something Kuga sung by this band, and then he like hums a few bit of it, and then Yusuke is like, "No, that was such such Fuga." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, oh, I that's know. Right. yeah." Because it's it's like a joke. Because the last time he said Kuga, uh, the owner came up with a different reference to another, like an actress named Kuga. Mm-hmm. And so I can see it as like an ongoing joke that every time he brings up the word Kuga, the the guy comes up with like something else that's not Kuga. Yeah. He's like some he's like some psychotic comedy relief. I don't even. He's just a comic relief character. You <laughs> yeah, know? he's just he's ditzy. He's all over the place. He's just a straight man. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've had a serious scene at all. I wonder if he will have one. It is a drama show, so I mean, no, because there's always there's usually a comic relief character. 
Mm-hmm. And Owen, oh, yeah, Common Rider. And Common Rider, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of weird when the the main character is already kind of uh, well, goofy. Well, I mean, in uh, in Double, we have Watcher Man, we have Santa, mm-hmm. you know, as Common Rider characters. And in Zero One, we had the vice president who we haven't We've seen not forever. Seen in, <laughs> they just wrote his character off. Didn't yeah. didn't have the, the um, right ratings. <laughs> so uh Yusuke's sister comes in mm-hmm. and uh all of a sudden he decides that he's gotta go. Yeah, I uh thought he that passes was off weird. he passes off his apron to his sister. He's Can like, he help out? It's her day off. Could you help out at this cafe now? <laughs> That's my job. Right. I gotta go talk to Sakurako because she's got some uh test results and, and then he bolts. He bolts out and she's like I hope he remembers it's, it's his, his birth- birthday. It's his birthday today. Yeah. And the owner's just like, really? That's it? Yeah, March 18th. Oh. Which reminds me, what, what, when did this air? We just talked about it and I forgot already. Uh, March 26th. 26th. Okay, because it's March 18th. It's his birthday. Yeah. So I was wondering if they were keeping that in line somehow. Um, and uh, the owner points out that Yusuke's been just coming home tired the entire time. Mm-hmm. And so his sister's kind of worried about that. But then starts just starts working at the cafe. Right. <laughs> Just like, oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> I guess I'll do your job, Yusuke. Yeah. I was um, I was wondering about that. It's like you know, he, she's not legally is she legally allowed to work there? I mean <laughs> is it like a payroll thing like it is here or it's like you're just allowed to help out anywhere you go? Yeah. Um I mean yeah, she has a job. She has like an actual career unlike Yusuke. Right. Somebody finds hair in their food and find out they don't have their uh their food license and Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Uh, so then it goes to uh, the police station, and it's a a brief. Yeah, it's it's roughly nine a.m. and they're uh, this this scene was jam packed with goodies. Yeah, because uh, it starts off with them talking about having found a possible location through uh, basically geographical profiling. They're like, "Here's the places that we've seen them all frequently, and so here's where we think we have eight locations where they possibly could be right. the base of operations." Also. We let everybody know that they can turn in human, so be wary of that. Yeah. Um. And so we, they're like developing a plan. It's cool to have like yeah. cops develop a plan. Yeah, because I mean they're talking about okay, what's we're, there's we're a hierarchy. Our, there's gotta be a, there's gonna be a boss. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out the motive because they'll just show up and then run away for no reason, yeah. like inexplicably. Uh, they it, and there's so much going on in this scene because they're like, okay, we've seen twenty of them. There's been two hundred and seventy eight victims. Yeah. And uh. We still don't know, basically, Jack. Yeah. Um, and then it goes to him bringing, I forget, I forgot his name. It started with an S, but uh, basically the head of the canine unit. Yeah. They've developed, the. they've trained one dog to actually track. Yeah, because uh, all originally. The other, all the other ones. I didn't even think it showed it before that the canine units were scared. Yeah, they would freak out. So they spent, I guess they took all 31 dogs and trained them, and only one of them was capable of tracking them without, you know, freaking out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I guess one in 31 dogs is okay for tracking. <laughs> well, what they're going to do is they want to take the dog to to these eight locations to see if they can find it. Yeah, sniff around and yeah. see if they can find the grungi, which is like, yes, finally. So I, I just thought it was really interesting because then immediately after that, they uh, bring out special smoke grenades, basically. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, uh, Inokita, mm-hmm. she's the lady scientist. Mm-hmm. She... Uh, like they mentioned this in the last episode about it was last episode or the episode before about studying the gas. Yeah. And they were studying about the fact that um the bee he ran away when the smoke came out. Okay, yeah. And so they're thinking maybe they can't handle something in the gas. Yeah. Okay. Cuz uh it, it was just 
probably one of my favorite things so far in the series because I mean one of the things that we've really liked about it is that they'll go and you'll sh- see the police force actually doing stuff right yeah. but this time it was like it wasn't just like one thing here or there it's like okay uh, we're looking for him here this is how we feel about their motives here's what we're doing with the dogs and the gas and you know they're just showing that they're a major player I guess yeah uh, not just a plot device the dog's name is Mikado I mean obviously <laughs> at the end of the day they are just a plot device but uh oh ev- i mean in the show everybody's a plot device <laughs> right or there's no plot um because yeah. i mean we all know this is going to end with common rider doing all the work yeah it's just uh it's just nice to see them not f- you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice to see th- i mean there is a lot of them so maybe the cops take out one or two i mean they're not gonna take out the boss right or anything like that yeah because i mean there's been 20 so there's no guarantee that they haven't taken out at least one so th- that's the funny thing is like like, I don't really remember if the gas is effective, but it felt to me that the gas wasn't the reason why he moved. He moved because of the rules of the game. Yeah, which... But he might have moved because of the gas. <laughs> I, we don't even know the rules of the game yet, which is actually... Now we should probably talk about it, right? So the next scene is um, a grungy scene. They're on the mm-hmm. grungy hideout. And up until this episode, we've been watching an alternative required version of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Politically correct way to say yeah. that. Um, anybody who knows, I actually have, um, the legal way to stream all of these, but just with no subtitle because I, I I have Japanese television Yeah, and so, and all of those are, um, all all the common rider shows are on demand on that, on that, on that network. Um, I just get the English translations other places and put them to it. Mm -hmm. But, um, Kuga has become legal to stream in the U S just like, uh, just like, uh, the, the original common rider, which makes us think that of course these. The people at Child Factory are the ones doing it, of course, listening to our podcast. Yeah, they're fans of our podcast. Of uh, um, if the next show is, is obviously going to be double. And because uh, <laughs> they didn't do zero uh, v, V3, they skipped all the way to Kuga. So mm-hmm. obviously they're listening to our podcast <laughs> for the people who are listening to the show can can follow along. So uh, this is the first time we watched the official stream. You can watch it on uh, VRV. You can watch it on uh, 2B. 2B or you can stream it on uh, the Shot Factory website. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might be another place, but uh, 2B and the Shot Factory website are both free. Yeah, and easily found yeah. basically on any smart TV. Yeah, and also um, if you have Pluto TV, mm. that's a live streaming s- a service. So that's uh, it airs it airs on uh, Tokusatsu, mm-hmm. which is a, a channel on Pluto TV, which is just Tokusatsu shows like Ultraman and uh, Super Sentai shows and like these Common Rider shows. Right. Uh, but that's like a live TV and you have to like make an appointment and go watch it. Every once in a while, I'll just turn it on and see what that is and watch right. a random episode. But, um, so yeah, this is the first time that we, we started watching the official translation and the grungy was being translated. Yes. Cause I've, I've said before that there is, um, multiple s- subs for the show. Mm-hmm. The official subs that you get like on a, a DVD or Blu-ray you buy of the show in Japan, you'd be able to turn on and have uh, Japanese subtitles for the Grongi. Yeah. So you'd be able to know what they say. When you were watching it when it first aired, there was no subtitles, so you'd have no idea what they said. The official translation has translated the entirety of the Japanese subtitles, Mm -hmm. which includes translating the Grongi speech. Yeah, so we got into this sort of weird situation where we kept switching back and forth between uh, 
I don't know. Basically, the our version that we've been watching and the official translations. Also, we tried it on Tubi to see if it was the exact same as VRV. <laughs> yeah. So we ended up watching the exact same scene about seven times. And we found that the the translation, uh, the official translation, is a better translation. It's much more accurate. Like uh, uh, our subbed version was, uh, the guy was saying there was two hundred ninety eight victims when he clearly says two hundred and seventy eight. Yeah, we listened to it. He actually says in Japanese two hundred seventy eight. Yeah. So and basically, we had to decide whether or not we continue with the official or we continue with the uh, non-translated Gongi. And we've decided that we'll watch the official version because you can watch it with us. Yeah. So, like, if you guys decide you want to watch it, um, you won't be horribly confused by everything that we're saying. Well, so that also, like, when we make guesses or assumptions based on the Grungi, other people will be like, dude, that's not what they did. That's not what they did at all. What, are you watching yeah. the same show? <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where I'm going to have to go back and watch yeah, all we'll the Yeah, we'll have to go back and watch the other episodes. So that way we know. And, and it's going to be interesting because I'm going to re-listen to us talking about the Grungi and see how close we were. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so uh, yeah, the, they do do something in the translation, I mean, in the, the official translation of the subtitle, so you know. They inverse the, the, the colors so it's black with white outline when it's grungy. Mm-hmm. And when it's uh, Japanese or blown words, either way. And when it's something the audience listening to it would understand, it's the normal white with black outline. Mm-hmm. So you're able to look at it and see which is grungy and which is not. Right. But yeah, so for the first time, we get to see, we get to understand what the grungy are saying. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, as I mean, we were pretty depth. right. So up to this point, it feels like it. I mean, I'll know for sure once I watch those episodes. So it starts off with uh, uh, Wet Shoes. Oh, man. This guy is a sight. <laughs> yeah, All right. So, so. He, <laughs> you see wet sneakers and, like, black tight leather pants. Um, walks in. He's leaving wet, wet tracks. And, okay, the best way I can describe him to you is just by telling you exactly what he's wearing. He's got, like, a dress cowboy shirt on. Um, he's wearing he's wearing a frilled cowboy jacket. Yes, like uh, it, it's white. He's got a white party hat on. He's got a white dunce cap on. <laughs> oh, is it a dunce cap? Yeah, I, just, I can't remember if there's the tassels on top of it or not. No, no, it's a it's like a it's like a straight up dunce cap. cap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because at first I thought it was a dunce cap, but then I was thinking, no, it must be a party hat. So maybe it is a dunce cap. Yeah, <laughs> even better. Yeah. Um, it's a white a white dunce cap. He's got the the white. Uh, what'd you call it again? It's 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 a it's, it's, it's a fr- for- it's a frilled like l- leather cowboy coat. <laughs> He's got the tight black jeans, not even jeans, tight black like leather and uh, white sneakers. And he's got this ninety thin, sneakers. He has this little thin mustache. It's ninety sneakers. Yeah, he's got, and he's wet. <laughs> he's covered in water. He's called. He's always wet. It makes sense later, but he's always yeah. wet. <laughs> And he's got his his tattoos. He's got like face markings. There are like lines going down. Mm-hmm. Um. And so he comes in and he sees that there's this uh, like a, a guy on the ground and he's like, what's up with that? And the guys are like, ah, it's just joking around. <laughs> no, uh, it was the bats like, I killed him. That means I get to play the game. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm going to play next. And he goes up and he grabs the uh, counting Re- bracelet. The and- counting bracelet. And then Rose comes up and grabs it and is basically like, you're not worthy. Yeah. She doesn't even, I don't even think she addresses him. She yeah, just, she just grabs it, it and stares at him for a second and then throws it to the guy. And says. Who catches it without looking, I believe. Yeah. Puts it on and she says, how many are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to get 168. And he holds up his hand like he's flipping off the camera. But no, he because he puts up his middle finger and he puts out his thumb. He does this. Yeah. And what that is to do is because what you're seeing is you see the tattoo. Oh. On the back of his hand is his tattoo. Okay. It's a shark. Okay, yeah. That makes more sense. And so he's basically showing off his, his tattoo. He's not flipping them off because he's got his thumb out. 
so it's a different symbol. But Or did he say 162? 162. 162, yeah. Um, I got the eight from earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and so then it goes to... Um, uh, fast fast walking, fast talking, huh? Inokata. Inokata? The scientist. Yeah, because it's, it's Ichijo and her on the phone. Yes. Yeah, he's he's walking fast because he's always busy. Yeah. It's 9.42, so we've, it's been a bit of time since they So he's night. talking on the phone, and he's like, why are you there? This is your day off. You're supposed to be spending the day with your son. So we're learning more about her. And she's like, I, I got here in the morning. I had to do some stuff, and now mm-hmm. I'm going. So she's getting everything ready. And uh, basically, he's saying, yeah, she's like, how is the, how did the meeting go? He's like, went to be expected. We're doing good. Uh, oh, no. She she literally was there the entire night. Yeah. She pulled an all-nighter, and she's leaving just now to go meet up with her son. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if she sleeps. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Sleep is for non-fictional characters, for real people, right. not non-fictional characters. But you know what? I just had an idea. It just, it just occurred to me. I was looking at the timestamp again. That means they were with that dead body for like eight hours, screwing around with it. <laughs> That's this from one in the morning. Well, there's no telling how long they had him. They didn't kill him. There's True. No, there's yeah. no. There's no telling how long they played with him. Until yeah, they, they could have been tortured him until he died. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah, you don't know which is worse. Just having a body hanging around, or you just torturing somebody for the fun of it. Anyway, um, sorry. Back to, back to what we were talking about. That is one of those things that you learn with the uh, times. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then it. Uh, yeah, after that scene, it goes back to Pole Pole, I believe. Or no, 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 no it goes to Sakuraku, the, right? Yeah, Sakuraku. So, so Yusuke's there showing off his shirt. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, just so proud of it. <laughs> Sakura's like, I didn't realize you always have to brand it. And she's like, it's cool, isn't it? And he's like, she's like, she actually says, I guess. <laughs> I wonder, did he ever mention, I couldn't remember if he did, but did he ever mention how he got that on the shirt? No. Like with marker or did he sew it on? No, it's, it, well, when they showed it, it was, it, it looks like an iron, a, oh, okay. an iron decal thing. Um, <laughs> How much time did you put into that goat eye? Seriously, he sewed one onto the back of his jacket. Right. I mean, he's got two thousand skills. Two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I think Embro- the embroidery. You know, I think the two thousand skill is the kick. Oh yeah, because I think that's when he changed. It to I think so. That makes. sense. Anyways, um, uh, he's asking Sakurako, like, how's the translation going? She says yeah. it's still working. There looks to be one more color. I like the scene because it's like she's trying to sit him down and like, here, have some coffee and whatnot. And then immediately back. I was like, oh, okay. But what about the translation? Yeah. So which is so this is the funny part. So they go around to the computer and it shows it pops up with 62 percent of translation done. But right before then, it has five colors on the yeah, screen. And you're like, I don't know which color it is. You have them five colors right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's pointed out. Yeah. But she says, I don't know what the color is, but it, I think they use a sword. Yeah. Which is in the intro. Yeah, I think. The, the intro shows uh, a form that uses a sword. It's a purple form. Yeah, purple one. Um, I was assuming, actually, that purple was going to be the Pegasus form for some reason. Even though I've seen the intro, uh, well, this would be the ninth time. <laughs> but back then, I don't know why. I was just so sure. I guess because I assume purple with <laughs> Pegasus. Pegasus P. P. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, My Little Pony influence. Oh, God. <laughs> no, um, thanks. <laughs> uh, and then the phone rings, and she answers this, and it's John. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, John, are you in Nagano? And he's like, no, I'm... I'm just calling you from the station. I haven't gotten on the train yet. And he says, I forgot something very important in there. And she's like, what? He's like, in the fridge, there's some pickled plums. <laughs> yeah, he just he says, I, I would hate not to have them because I can't eat a meal without them. <laughs> yeah, so. And I'm just thinking about what pickled plums would taste like. Ugh. 
No, uh, pickled plums are, are are normal. I'll try it, but dang, unaboshi just sounds they, kind of like in. Uh, uh, they usually go pretty good in uh, onigiri in rice balls. Yeah, because uh, it just sounds like it would get rid of the sweetness and it would just be like vinegary and like a raisin. They, they are sour and they're tart, but like so are cherries. I don't really like cherries though. <laughs> I don't either, but <laughs> I mean, I'm not really big on pickled plums either. But I'm not like worse on them. I I'll don't. give them a shot. I'll say that. Uh, so. She's, she says, okay, I'll bring you these. Yeah, because she's, um, at some point, oh, no, this is right then is when he's asking uh, what Jean's there for after they hang up the phone, that is. Well, they hang up the phone, and first it's like Jean's perspective. Oh, that's right. And then there's a lady who comes up, and she's like, can you tell me how to get here? Can you have, a, can you, like, take pity on this girl? Because he heard, because it's weird, because she's Japanese asking a foreigner for directions. Yeah. But she heard him talk Japanese on the phone. Yeah, see, I, uh... <laughs> That scene, I didn't even write it down because it just seems so uh, not relevant. I don't know. I just thought maybe it was... But they they showed it, and I think it has relevance. Kind of like in the last episode, they had that guy walk in. It doesn't oh, happen true. in this episode, but I think it matters later. <laughs> if it's the same guy, I think it is. Maybe it it adds up. But uh, she's like, okay, I'm going to go take these plumps to Jean at the station. And, mm. and Yusuke is like, what is he doing? And it's Jean is going to Nagano to study yeah. the fragment that they got from... Uh, I want to say Miko or something? Yeah, the, the daughter, which is cool because he, Jean was like, not unknowingly, he was the one that kind of like pushed her over the edge. Yeah. And so it's like cool because like this is John's expertise and he's yeah. like like doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's not just a random white guy. Yeah, he's a random white guy. <laughs> I figured, I mean, honestly, I'm wondering if that's what he really is. Just a random white guy that they added for the sake of it. Like <laughs> to show that like, oh yes, it's an international university she's working at. <laughs> right. I mean, that's kind of why I just offhandedly ignored that scene with the ladies because I'm assuming, oh, it's like, oh, she's like gushing over tall handsome white guy (laughs) (laughs) so uh he's like oh okay so basically there's nothing for yusuke to do because she because because sakurako's leaving and he can't translate anything so then it goes back to he's like oh i guess i might as well go back to my sister (laughs) so it goes back to uh pole pole and i don't know if you caught this but this is That's like the first time there's been customers well no there's there's been customers (laughs) a couple times but um when they leave uh the owner says, and they translate it like this. Basically, he's, he's he's just being cute and jokey, but they translate it as "very much." Oh, thank you for coming, very much. Oh God, <laughs> that's the kind of guy he is, just a jokey guy. And so, uh, uh, she's there working, and he's like doing it, and he's he grabs the uh the dishes, and he mm-hmm. says, "You want to see something cool?" Thanks for helping out. Here's something I'll show you at school, and it's a scrapbook. Yeah, he's scrapbooking. He's been scrapbooking. Um. Uh, of Kuga, but everybody calls calls him uh, yeah, number four. Yeah, unidentified life form number four. Everybody just abbreviates it to number four. And this seems really interesting because it's showing you um, the newspaper clippings, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's showing you stuff like is uh, number four a biological weapon, or uh, you know, BOW is he? Uh, should we trust him, or should there be any? Um, what's the word here? Oh yeah, uh, should there be any exceptions made for him because? Uh, you know, he's still dangerous. Yeah. As far as, but then there's other clippings like, oh, he's a hero. He's saving us. He's doing what the police can't do. Uh, so it's just kind of one of the things where he's collecting all these newspaper clippings and it's showing you the public opinion is kind of varied. Yeah. As far as whether or not he's an ally or an enemy. Because, you know, they don't know his motives. And she's, she has a look of like worry while mm-hmm. reading the, 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 the scrapbook, and we'll find out later what what a real worry is. And then it comes back to um, 
There's two girls on the side of a river. Yeah, so it's just now being like 10, 15 a.m. And it's kind of interesting because it shows you them and they're they're having a normal conversation. like oh, About their s- grades. Yeah, you got to see know. on the report card. Oh my gosh. She's like, you can't make fun of me because you got to see in Japanese. And uh, and then out of nowhere, the guy just crawls out of the river. Yeah, he I uses eat. a ladder, just walks up the river, and he's like, in his human form, yeah. mind you. Yeah, so which with, is, the, with the dunce cap. And he looks over the edge of the water at the two girls and he's like, you're going to die. <laughs> and this is totally one of those uh, scenes from It. Like, hey, you Georgie. It's just like they, they're minding their own business and they look over and then there's this freak staring at them. Now, he did say that in Grongi, so they'd have no idea what she said. Yeah. He would have said, but still, it's just like, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and and then they just they, they do what's, what you should do. They scream and run <laughs> they away. scream and run away, seriously. So he hops over the railing and he transforms into his... Uh, monster form, which is like a shark thing. It's all silvery. Yeah. And then he spits at them. Yeah, he he like he covers his mouth, like he straightens up his fingers and covers his mouth, and he uncovers his mouth and spits out this black It's like goo. he's aiming with his fingers, but yeah, I, he spits out this like, I thought that maybe he's going to shoot like water bullets. So did I. But no, he shoots like this mucus that lands on this girl's shoulder, <laughs> blows up killing both these girls, yeah. and all you see is like the paper of their, their grades burning off of the corner. Yeah. So many twists and, and turns in this scene, because I was thinking, okay, first off, shooting water. I was wrong. And then he shoots goo, and I'm thinking, okay, it's going to acid burn them or something. And then, no, it it's blo- just going to blow up. And then you know they're dead, because he takes two, two, uh, two uh, of the... Beads. Yeah, beads kind of. And like puts them over the notch saying, okay, I got two down. And then two guys uh, like walking down, run, and then he turns towards them and then it cuts away. Yeah, you know what's going to happen to them too. <laughs> it cuts Poor back guys. to uh, the cafe mm-hmm. and Yusuke comes back and uh, the owner's like, so what are you doing? And he's just like, oh, well, the test won't be done. So I decided just to come back. <laughs> and then Yusuke sees that uh, Minori is Minoru. No, it's it's Minori. Yeah, she Minori. is uh, looking at the notebook, and he pops down. He's like, "Oh, you're looking at pictures of me." He's right. like, "Oh, that's a great shot." So open about it. In this scene, I I was like expecting her to have some sort of reaction, but I guess that they've discussed this before. Um, I don't remember seeing that on the show. I think though. it was, but I don't remember if it was like because like the only real conversation that I've seen is like it seemed like just a regular brother and kid sister conversation, and then her talking to Sakurako. I don't even remember. It's been a while, though. So. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen those episodes. But yeah, she she knows that he's Kuga. Yeah. Um. And so she's and she points out it's been two months. Okay. Yeah. It's been two months since he became Kuga, and she asks him, "Are you okay with fighting?" Mm-hmm. Which that's the um because he's like being very um carefree about it. It's like, oh, there's gonna be another color and. Yeah, you know, talking about all this stuff that's exciting for him or anybody that's you know so <laughs> shonen fan. What's really really going on here is that um, you remember at the start, Godai was not about violence at all. Mm-hmm. He wasn't about fighting, and that's who he had been. Mm-hmm. And when he gave into the fighting, is when he was able to transform. Right. And so you can see her here that Minori is worried that she's losing her brother. Yeah. To Kuga. Yeah. Which is actually a valid thing because it, yeah, he has. True. He's he's all excited about the fighting now. Yeah. He's like really looking forward to dispense justice. Well, now while this is going on, the the phone rings. <laughs> this is great because like the owner is Yusuke. Hey, it's your handsome friend in the coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about Ichijo, right? Which is great. So they, he grabs the phone, and and uh, you're only getting one half the conversation, but it's basically, oh, you you know, unidentified life form number twenty one. 
blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the, this is where it is. And he's like, okay, uh, seven chroma, which is basically he's just getting the address. And he hangs up and he he's, he's running out. And uh, Mina Reese is like, did you forget it's your birthday? Yeah, it's your birthday. And he's just like, oh, oh yeah. really? It's today? She's like, we're celebrating tonight. Don't, Don't be, be late. late. And he says, I try. <laughs> and he just heads out. And he heads out. And yeah, it's doing a lot of uh, lingering on her emotions, but not nearly as bad as it has been the last couple episodes. Yeah. So I feel good about that. <laughs> so then it cuts to Inokita, who is with her son and her mother. Mm-hmm. And so we get the, the family dynamic here is that her mother takes care of her son while she works. Right. And so she apologizes for missing out breakfast. And her mother is like, why don't you hold your mom's hand? She's like, no, I just want to hold grandma's hand. And she, so Inokata does what any good parent would do and bribes him <laughs> and says that they'll go get ice cream now and he'll get two scoops as apology for missing breakfast. Right. He's like, okay, yeah, now I'll hold your hand. <laughs> have, have we had a scene with the dog yet? Hmm? Like at this point, is there uh, has there been a scene with them, sur- the dog sniffing around or? Because there's a couple yes. of scenes within a few. It's like, oh yeah, because uh, at the same time, right before this whole Inokata thing, mm. uh, after, after, uh, after the call with Yusuke, mm. uh, the lady who's always following around Ichijo, yeah, calls the is like basically calling in reinforcements. Mm. Calls the the guy who is walking around with the dog, saying, "Get over here." Okay, yeah. And she's and he says, "We can't. We got a trail going on here. We might have the the base." Right. So. Uh, okay, because I, I wasn't sure. I mean, I know we see it like a couple times, but I wasn't sure exactly. Yeah, they do. It's like a quick scene. Yeah. But it's basically saying like the dog's not going to be there. N- then it goes to Inokita and uh, she apolog- she's like, okay, I'll give you two two ice cream scoops to apologize. And he's like, oh, yeah, and I'll hold your hand. Uh, as they're walking through like the park, she hears the police sirens. Mm-hmm. And she's at, at first it doesn't look like she's she's like, oh, that's, I'll find out what it is later. Maybe not going. But then. People walk by saying it's not an identified life form. And then she's like, uh. <laughs> and yeah. then it cuts. Uh, a lot of quick cuts in this episode. Yeah. And so. Um, I think it cuts to the Grungi, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, the rhino guy. Yeah. See, now what was interesting, or for me, this scene is really making me want to watch the first eight episodes because it's like, wow, actually seeing what they're talking about, it's like, I, I realize we must have missed something. Well, no, the rhino guy was beat up. Remember, he was beat by he, he was he stood up he was stood up by one of the other ones. Remember? Yeah, I don't see. I don't know if they even got in the fight though, because they were yeah. like they were surrounding each other. So whatever they were saying in that scene was the context we need for this scene. I think it might be because they also had a couple of uh, grungy fights that we didn't see at all. Yeah, that could be because basically he he rushes in. And they're like, what are you doing here? He demands to play. And he's like, I want to play the game. And they're like, well, you can't. Rules are rules. Yeah, you, you've, you've lost. You, you're out. Rules are rules. And then it goes to... Um, yeah, no explanation on that. So that's right. what I'm saying. I kind of... <laughs> so uh, it goes to Ichijo, basically. He calls Yusuke on the radio saying that the monster showed up this place. Mm-hmm. And Yusuke says, I'll go keep going around looking for the monster. You go investigate the scene. Yeah, because they're, they're both on the move. Uh, Yusuke's on his bike. He's on his, you know, in his car. And then it goes to uh, this, a scene of a couple of the deaths. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I want to say 1130 and it's the second crime scene they're investigating. Yeah. Yeah, and Ichijo meets up with, uh, what did you say, say your name was? Inazaki? And, uh, uh, Inokita. Inokita. Okay. Uh. And so he shows me, he's like, what happened to spending time with your son? And she's like, I left her with my mom. I left yeah. him with my mom. So much for having a day off. Yeah, it's going to be like a whole whole container of ice cream now. Yeah. <laughs> Two scoops ain't enough, man. Just going to have to give your kid diabetes. Right. End it right there. Um, and so he, 
she points out like there's this green ash. Yeah. And she's like, it was on the th- it was on the bodies. We found it on the bodies. Basically, mm-hmm. it's the remnant of the explosive. Yeah, it's turning into a green ash. Probably gonna blow away with the wind if they weren't there. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if it was a dark green, and I just remembered it's a black. It's green. When the goop that hit her or hit. Well, the no, it, I. The thing is, is the only time we see it, it's like in an underpass, so it could be green, just shade. True. Yeah. Uh, like later on when he shoots it, it just blows up like right away. Right, because I mean, this is such a, uh, it's a, it's a much brighter green. So I was wondering if there was some sort of lighting, or if I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Uh, so then it goes to uh, Minori. She goes to the preschool, even though it's her day off. Mm-hmm. And I think we had an, a, another scene of the dog kind of zoning in on. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Scent. Uh, she goes to the day off. The kids are there. Like, why are you here? It's your day off, and. Just it's like I just kind of my, found myself. The kids are like, "You had a bad day." You had a bad day, didn't, bad day, didn't you? <laughs> These kids are like four years old. Yeah, it's like, geez, <laughs> what are your parents talking about with you? Yeah. And they're so, just talking so much every time they go home. <laughs> and so they're all talking, and uh, two kids come up out of the blue and be like, "Hey, do you think number four is a good guy?" Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a weird scene because it's like boys versus girls on this one. There's like yeah. three girls over here saying, "No, they're bad because my mom said it's bad." And the kids are like, "Well, my mom read this and says he's a good guy. So what do you think? He has to be a good guy. He kicks really hard." Yeah. Uh, and then Minori basically says he's a good guy, and I hope he stays a good guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, brings up the whole thing of she knows it's Yusuke, and she's hoping that Yusuke is not like going down this dark path. Um. So then it goes, and it's uh, the shark guy. Yeah, so this is, it's like 1147 in Arakawa. Uh, and the reason why I remember that so well is because he comes up out of the water, and I'm thinking, if you've ever read uh, Arakawa Under the Bridge, or maybe watched the, the anime, it's really goofy. All the characters are just ridiculous. It's just a gag manga, basically. And I was thinking, he would just fit in. I mean, not the murder parts, but as far as just coming out of the water and <laughs> in both his regular form and his uh, his evil shark form, it's like... <clears throat> You wouldn't really stand out. There's be another guy down there. Just um, a wacky place. Yeah. So he shows up and he's like, okay, I'm going to kill these guys. Yeah. He's, he's, he steps out of the water and there's like, I don't know, three or four guys. Um, I want to say they're maybe a moving company or something like that. They're un- they're un- uh, they're unloading a a, bo- uh, a a truck. Yeah. And he's just like, he says it in Grungi again. It's like, but I'm going to kill you all. And they're like, oh. and as anybody should. They run away. <laughs> and so- and then Yusuke shows up. Right. He's about to blow them up with his, you know, signature. I believe the reason why he's putting the ha- his mouth or his hands in front of his mouth is because it's a visual cue for the attack. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, the special effects aren't in the actual combat scenes. Yeah. <laughs> That's my only reasoning. But uh, is there a name for this bike attack he does whenever he's coming off screen? No. Because just... I was wondering if it was like a thing for common riders to attack you with the front wheel of your bike. Uh, there's a whole thing about... Uh... Common Rider's driving through walls. <laughs> it's called the Rider Break. Okay. <laughs> so is this like a Rider Break on his face? Yeah, I don't know. But it, um, anyway, so uh, they go, uh-huh. And then it cuts back to the nursery. Mm. And, uh, or he he transforms first. He transforms. Yeah. And, and the then. Grungy's uh, saying something about, you think he can take me Silver Slayer? I, I'm the Silver Slayer. Oh, I'm the Silver Slayer. Okay. He says his name, which, uh, as you know, uh, we've explained this, but we haven't really explained it. Amin Gedahagi is the name of the monster, so we don't usually use their grungy names. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just not. Let's just call it's, him the... It's fish grungy. <laughs> <laughs> it's shark grungy. And um, he spits and he blows up Yusuke's shoulder. Right. And basically Actually does some damage to does it. does some damage to Mighty Form. Cuts to the nursery. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
she she's walking into like the staff room and one of his one of her coworkers is like are you sure you're coming in today it's your day off and she's like i just can't just sit at home doing nothing mm-hmm. so, i'm doing put on some tea like okay so they're watching the news yeah it's like a cooking show i think and the news comes up that uh unidentified life forms are fighting and yeah this is like rolling at the top of the screen is yeah and so it's really funny is that uh her coworker is like, oh, well, there, number four is there. He'll handle it. Yeah. And then, you know, she just has concern to look on her face. And uh, it it flashes back and forth between her concerned look and Yusuke just working this guy. Right. And then the dog's <laughs> uh, locating the, the warehouse. The dog located their base. And so they're going to plan a raid now. Yeah. But this and really working this guy. I mean, like he he jumps, he jumps up behind in, him and is holding him. And it's just like punching. Yeah, he's got him in like shots. a, he's <laughs> got a rear naked chokehold. And it's like, yeah, seriously. He's, he's elbowing him in the shoulder and he's kneeing him in the kidneys. <laughs> doing some serious MMA stuff. And so then it, it cuts to to be continued with her worrying that she's losing her brother. Right. And that's what we were talking about with a different cliffhanger than usual. Yeah. Because most of the time it's him laying flat. After he fell after off the building. thrown off a building. <laughs> right. Yeah. This time he's winning and that's the cliffhanger, which is a cool de- dramatic device. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's even winning. I wonder if maybe it's going to be one of those scenes where you find out the guy is so tough that none of that yeah, matters. Yeah, like, whatever, bring it. Because, I mean, he's getting hit in the ribs, in the neck, like all over the place. Yeah. Uh. So... But yeah, that's where that the episode ends. Pretty good ending. I think the the episode is really building and it actually is showing a lot more. Mm-hmm. So what's your suck? Okay, so my suck for this, it seems kind of out of place because I feel like what I'm complaining about will be this episode and the next episode's main point, mm-hmm. which is that at no point have we seen the sister and the brother argue about him being common Rider. Mm. Uh like to the kind of extent that you'd expect, like you find out. So like with Sakurako, for example, you find out or she finds out that he's common writer and then she's upset about it visibly. Whereas we're not really seeing that with the sister, although, you know, I'll be a minor character yeah. compared to Sakurako. I just feel like, uh, I think she's in the credits though. In the opening credits. Who? His sister. In the opening credits. Oh, like, it, like showing in the, in the, during the, the music song? and all that. I think so. I don't know. I'll have to look through that again and, and pay attention for her, but uh, it's, uh, if if they had a conversation about it, it wasn't impactful enough for me to remember it. And I'm not saying my memory is all knowing, but I just feel like at some point before this, being two months in, him fighting bad guys, they probably should have already had this conversation. Yeah. Whatever the conversation is brewing from this episode leading to the next one, or at the very least, more concern in some degree uh, having been shown. It just seems really weird for the this only guy. thing I can think of is that this because it's his birthday and. Maybe he like really loves to celebrate his birthday, and it's really and so now that it's not he's not doing it, it's kind of it's really showing that he's not the same as she was before. So yeah, I'm kind of hoping that the next episode puts that to rest. That's why I was saying it's kind of weird that this is what I'm complaining about, considering I, it's literally the, the point, dramatic but, point of this episode. Well, like for me, what bothered me was just Yusuke's behavior. Yeah, yeah. and that bothers me a lot. It's just like Yusuke's just. It seems very when you when you watch it with a different view, he looks very selfish. Yeah, I mean, he he kind of seems like a, he's a man. I was gonna curse, but at least with when he's talking to somebody who he knows cares about him, it seems like he might want to not sound so excited to put your life on the line. Well, that also he just makes everybody else like makes her do his job. Yeah, like here, take oh, this. I'll be gone. Uh, all all he cares about is the translation when he goes to Sakurako. Yeah, like if the, if the the owner the, of the, the cafe only, wasn't so nice. The yeah, the only reason that uh 
Ichijo doesn't reach the end of it is because Ichijo is straight to business. Right. And he won't let Yusuke get away with anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> he's just like, we're doing this, Yusuke. He's yeah. Like, oh, okay. I mean, Godai is really so, kind of seemed like an asshole. Yeah. Overall. He's like, <laughs> such a jerk. <laughs> he really is a jerk. I mean, he's but, got his good points. Um, I'm, He's not like at his core a bad guy, but dang, man. Give it some thought. I mean, I realize you don't want to give any thought to your life, but think about other people at least. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody lives life like you do. That's basically right. what he does. Yeah. He lives like everybody else lives just like him. So he's yeah. like oblivious to other people's lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, there's being spontaneous and then there's Godai. Yeah. It's just a step above <laughs> spontaneous. Uh, so what'd you like about the episode? Um, so the, one of the main things I liked about this episode is that they, you know, the pacing picked back up. It was not, there wasn't really too much lingering on the drama. All the dramatic points weren't. Uh, just kind of weird Drawn out. four scenes where you're thinking somebody's going to commit suicide or like yeah. five minutes of brooding in their office. It was uh, it was like people talking and things happening. Like, so what were the dramatic points of this episode? You see that the the research uh, in, Inikita has a family that's not really uh, she's not giving really much any care to it mm-hmm. because she's so busy with work. And we see that his sister is starting to struggle with what he's doing. Um, Besides that, we saw the Grungi, right? Yep. So, and then maybe whatever's going on with Jana, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I, there was never a moment where I didn't have my pencil on my my notepad, kind of putting down notes. Yeah. Whereas with you know the last couple episodes, it was like you write one thing down and you're like, okay, what's next? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for me, what I really liked about this episode is just the proactivity of the cops. Yeah. Yeah. Most cops in most of these shows is just like, whatever, we'll wait till yeah. things happen. But no, they're like, we're going to plant. We did plants. We got these multiple plants. We're going to find out where they are. We're going to lay waste to them. We got these smoke grenades. We're going to careful. They're, they're, we're not sure how well they work. You know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. So I like that. Yeah. I mean, that, it was really cool to see that they had their uh, fingers in many pies, basically. Yeah. It wasn't just they had their one trick pony that you know is going to fail. Because uh, it's like, okay, whenever you see something, um, like even in a regular, uh, trying to think of like if we were to watch the flash or something like that if it did show the cops they're just going to show you whatever their plan is that you know is not going to work and the flash will come in and save yeah. the day <laughs> whereas this one there's like four or five so it's like well we got the dogs we got the smoke yeah you know we've got people trying to locate multiple areas that could be bases yeah. not just one and um and you know that even if the smoke grenades don't work that they probably have other stuff cooking yeah so that's yeah i agree with that yep so uh I don't see I don't see Kuka moving up from from the last place. No. Um okay, I mean I really did like how he was working that guy in the fight. Like as a writer, maybe. I don't really like him all that much. I mean, who, but who's he it's just it. I mean, whether or not I like the show and the action, like yeah, I like the suit. It's like do I want to bump him up over say double or, you know, cuz like even though we just got off of Heaven's Tornado. Yeah. There was more character development in Heaven's Tornado mm. than there was for for, for uh, the writer. Yeah, for the writer. Because, I mean, that's the thing is that there's a lot going on in this episode. But none of it is Yusuke. Yeah. It's like it's the stuff. It's the people around him. He's just affecting them. Yeah. And they're reacting. So, like, it's his, his sister. So, maybe when his sister confronts him, we will finally see uh, Godai change a little bit. But, I mean, it's like with the Sakuraku thing, for example, it's just her bending yeah essentially to join the team it's like okay well i mean i mean that kind of happened with ichijo too <laughs> yeah and there's only so much that like i don't see him having a complete change of heart or anything yeah. but like dang it man just just think about other people for yeah. two seconds <laughs> <I know. laughs> he seems so selfish so i'm looking forward to 
him bumping up on the list next week. That's that's what I'll, all I've got to say about it. Because I'm just going to leave him where he is. If somebody else does wrong, we'll bump him down. And, mm-hmm. and I'll remember the fight scene. Yeah. But I doubt it. Yeah, it's hard. Okay, so the next episode of uh, Kuga will be called Fierceness. Okay. But our next episode will be of Double, which I remember it generally, but I don't get the right name here. Yeah. The S Terror, the maid detective witnessed it. Right. Maid. Maid, as in M-A-I-D. Yeah, as in, oops, drops the feathered uh, duster. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it could be like maid detective, like maid man. Yeah, maid man. (laughs) The maid detective. Uh, So, yeah, that will be our next episode of Double. And it's the first part of a two-part. Yeah. And that's going to do it for us today. Riding Through the Ages is a production of Fanboy Opinion. If you want to find out more information, you can look it up at fanboyopinion.com. You can follow us on Twitter at fanboy underscore opinion. If you have any questions or comments or anything you want to ask us about, you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com. Please don't forget to rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice. My name is Eric. And I'm Eugene. Join us on our next time as we go through another age of comedy.